0: i just got my ballot oh yeah to, to vote in the upcoming general election how does it look like a ballot yeah that makes sense i've already started filling it out there's a there's a few things um that where i'm like oh i already know who i'm voting for i already know who i like you know but then there's like some other stuff where i'm like i'm not sure what i want to do here you know mm-hmm. it's all very complicated um uh, any interesting amendments yeah, see that, I haven't I haven't really dived into that yet. Um, I, I think I think there's a few on there, but I, don't, I haven't really read them or looked into them. So I don't, you know, I don't know if they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll have to read that, figure it out. Um, the other thing I feel like is... like the amendments are usually the most interesting things on the ballot. Probably, probably. The other thing is um, there's like five Florida Supreme Court justices who are like on the ballot because um, like the way the florida supreme court works is that like a small committee of people like makes recommendations to the governor and the governor appoints somebody and then after like one year uh, of them being on the bench at the florida supreme court they go on the ballot to so the voters decide like do you want to keep this person or do you want to not keep this person mm. right and then if they vote to keep them then they stay on the ballot they stay as a as a supreme court justice and a Florida Supreme court justice for like six years and then they go back on the ballot. I think is how it works. So it's a very different kind of Supreme court system than like the United States Supreme court. Right. Mm -hmm. And only like 10 States use this system. It's a little bit weird, but that's how we do it in Florida. Um, and I'm looking at like the people who are on the Florida Supreme court and, you know, I don't really remember the last time the Florida Supreme court did anything interesting to me personally. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not paying attention enough. I don't know. But, So there's part of me that's like, well, maybe it doesn't matter, so just leave it. But then then, then the other part of me, I'm looking at like, well, let's see which governors appointed those uh, justices. Well, Florida's only had Republican governors for like the last like 30 years or something crazy. Yeah. So I think like they're all at least moderately to like severely conservative. And there's part of me that thinks like, well, I'm not not really – I don't really have that point of view. So what if I just vote them all out? There you go. You know what I mean? That's what I was That's thinking. That's an option. Cuz then cuz here's what I was thinking. Like if I vote them all if if we if we vote them all out and then a democrat governor comes in like Charlie Crist who's the option, right? If he if he wins governor, then he could like put in some people that maybe I you know would like more. But then if he doesn't win and we keep with DeSantis, then he'll just go back to putting his own like it won't change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on what you're going to do or how you're going to vote? Or you haven't even got your ballot yet? <clears throat> I,
1: I have no idea who's up for election. Um, mm-hmm. Just, okay. just kidding, kind of. Um, hmm? um, I mean, I know about Chris. I don't like him at all. He seems annoying.
0: He does seem a little bit. Annoying. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like I'm kind of at the point. I kind of feel the way about Chris the way I felt about Joe Biden, which is like, look, I don't love the guy. But the other guy seems like more of a psycho, so I guess I'll vote for the blue, the guy with the blue tie. Right. But, like, I'm not a fan of either. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I don't really know a whole lot about
1: the other Senate or representative races, and I definitely don't know anything about the Supreme Court. I've seen a few political ads, but that's really all, all I know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'll. I mean, I I think I will do some research when the time comes. But yeah. I got I got a month or so to figure it out.
0: I'm a big fan of uh, Ballotpedia. Do you know that website?
1: Uh, I think I've heard of it before.
0: Ballotpedia.org. I'll put it in notes in case anyone else wants to, wants to check it out. But I mean, you can you can look up like every seat <laughs> for every position in every state and like the entire country. It's pretty amazing, like the research that goes into this. But what you can do to make it really easy is they have like a sample ballot tool and you literally just put in your address and they'll tell you exactly like who is on your ballot, like what is on your ballot, who the people are, what their positions are. They're like like they're a political affiliation and you can click on them and they have like a whole like dossier on like every single person. It's really, really cool.
1: Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, that that would probably be helpful to look through.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I use to sort of like try to make sense of because
1: uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to look look people up, you know, I mean, right. I, s- s- some of these races are like so small, but they still matter but right. they're, because because they're so local. It's like, where where do you find information on these people?
0: Right. No, like I like I'm going on Ballotpedia and I'm pulling up some of these people and, and then like they're like, oh, here's their official Twitter account. and it's like, you know. 45 people following you know like they're like nobody you know because it's such a small local thing you know so so that's that's probably how i'll spend the rest of my week it's just like oh let me look up this person see what they're you know there you go you know i mean it's not till november it's like a month away right so you know Mm -hmm. got time plenty of time you know crushing it yeah i just get mine mailed to me which is nice
1: yeah that must be although
0: i think i think like i think florida does a weird thing now which i think is new which is like you have to like renew your mail-in ballot status like every couple years or something, I don't know, weird, yeah, I, well, well, you know, they're trying to crack down on voter fraud, which only happens with mail-in votes, apparently, hmm I mean you know it happens once every you know fifty million votes where someone you know commits fraud you know it's it's never a, a big deal or enough to swing an election, but you know everyone's really worried about it,
1: yeah, yeah, so for that's some a big reason. problem.
0: Well, it's not. I'm not convinced it's a big problem, but I'm convinced that other people think it's a big problem. So yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's a big problem to some people.
0: Yeah, in the minds of some people, it's like a it's like a catastrophic issue, and I, I can't I can't really find any good sources saying that it's actually a, a major problem. But what are you gonna do? Um. All right, I got some more stuff here. Uh, do you have anything off the top of your head?
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, I can, I mean, I can run the show here. Look, I got a ton of stuff. I got boom, 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 boom. Look at this. Go so, okay. So first of all, I mean, obviously the big main topic for this episode is we got to talk about the new Marvel movie, Werewolf by Night, and I'm 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 joking because we don't, we don't really need to talk about it because <laughs> first of all, you and I watched it together and then talked about it <clears> immediately <throat> afterwards. Yep. Um, and also there's not a, not a ton to say. It's like a lot of other Marvel stuff lately, which is like, well, it's not bad, but it's also not blowing me away either. Right, right. Yeah, it falls into that boat. But the one thing that we did talk about, you know, off air, that, you know, I, I said to you, I like it because it feels kind of like someone just wanted to make like, a, like a, 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 a tribute to like 1940s, 1950s, like television Halloween special where it's like all black and white and it's like there's monsters and it just it feels like someone just wanted to make that and then um they were like well how how could i do that how could i get that made in this environment well i'll just ask marvel to do it have them pay for it and i'll use some marvel monsters but really it'll just be like a tribute to like 1950s like marvel 1950s like halloween special right remember i said something like yeah. that mm-hmm. well i read in variety uh, the director, Michael Giacchino, I think is how you say his name, he's normally a, a film composer. He's done the score for like The Incredibles, Spider-Man, bunch of stuff, um, but I guess he's directed a couple of things, and, and I guess Kevin Foggy asked him, like, hey, would you ever want to direct for us here at Marvel? And uh, apparently the first thing he said is, like, I would love to do Werewolf by Night, and Kevin was like really with with like man thing? that's what you want to do and he was like absolutely i loved it crazy and, and kevin was like okay i mean, i guess and like and it, it and he said like yeah he wanted it to be like an homage to like 1940s horror films you know and he he said like um i wanted it to be black and white from the beginning that i always knew that and even that was like a fight where kevin feige was like Black and white, I don't, why would we do that? I don't know. I'm not, and he, and, like, apparently even into production, like, while they were filming, they, like, filmed it in color because they were, like, he, like, wasn't sure if he could get the approval to do black and white, but he had, like, a special monitor set up so that he could see what it would look like in black and white if he got the approval, and he finally did win that argument, obviously, but uh it's interesting that he had a fight for that and he he said quote i felt like if we were going to do something new in the marvel universe let's do something let's really do something different and bold not worry about where it's going or how it's going to connect to something else let's take the rod sterling approach tell a single isolated story a night in the life of jack and elsa that's really what i wanted to do wow i love that quote yeah, it does kind of sound like he's like, Yeah, I just wanted to do Werewolf by Night. Like, I don't really care if it connects to anything else. I wasn't really concerned about that. I'm not interested in, you know, I just wanted to tell a story. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So it, like, when I said, like, oh, I just kind of got that vibe from the movie, it's like, Yeah, I guess that vibe, I guess that's exactly what the director was going, going for. Right, right. So, uh, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. That, like, that, that's the sort of, that's kind of the sort of thing that, that, gives me like that bit of hope that like marvel maybe isn't totally lost like maybe they right. don't demand everything must be strictly connected and have we have to show where it's going and tell like they seem to be able to but it also sounds like it's a little bit of a fight you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah which is you gotta kinda, work hard for it right right you know you kind of kind of annoying that it's
1: that it's that way but hmm. well that's encouraging um i mean i thought I th- I do think it's interesting um that it's is so disconnected uh and I like I like that about it and I hope it's successful on Disney Plus and I hope people like it and so that they reward more of that stuff and try and try and innovate more like that even though I didn't like it that much myself um I li- I liked a lot of things about it like the creative visual style were interesting I just thought the story was weak um didn't didn't do a lot for me um but all, f- all for all for innovation hopefully just
0: some more storytelling innovation too because that was a little bland for me yeah and 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 um, i'm not gonna like argue with you too much i think i liked it a little bit a little bit more than you but like i'm also not like not gonna fight you and argue with you on this too much but like i have also said in the past that like i think marvel should go back to making short films or be open to making short films mm-hmm. like not everything yeah needs to be a two-hour and 40-minute movie or Or a six-hour movie or a six-hour you know movie broken up into episodes as like a television show you know what i mean like there are other options that you can do but you know there is an in between which is like make a short film um and up until now they've seemed to be resistant to that other than like those marvel one shots that they did they put on like the blu-ray discs as like a bonus feature which were like 10 minutes and yeah people don't seem to really count those too much so like Right, like this was like fifty minutes, and like that's that's a you can tell a story in fifty minutes. Like, and apparently Marvel can tell a story in fifty minutes. You know, yeah. And I don't know. To me, I look at that as like, see, this this is like this isn't a failure. Like, pursue this. Don't be afraid to pursue like short films like this. And I'm I'm thinking maybe now I'm talking it out loud. Like I'm realizing, oh right, Guardians is doing something like this too. The Guardians Christmas special is coming, I believe this year. Is that right? I think so. So uh, I'm, we haven't I'm really guess, heard much about that. Yeah, we haven't heard much about it, but they, they have announced it. Like they said, it's happening, and mm-hmm, I think that's another yeah. like short film right to Disney Plus type of thing. You know? Yeah. And because um, I think so maybe maybe they only do this for the holidays. Maybe I mean I personally think that the Guardians holiday special is partially just to bridge the gap between the last Thor movie and where Gunn wants to go with Guardians three. Yeah, maybe. I think I think it's like we have to explain how they got from the Thor movie to like where James Gunn needs them positioned for the next that's my guess as to what it is. But you know, you can do that while also telling a good story. So like I'm not like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna immediately write it off because 'cause I'm like, oh it's just set up, who cares? Well, cause okay, no we could tell a good setup story, so we'll see. But um yeah, between like the Halloween special and christmas special it's like okay you guys seem to be open to doing short films like you know our hour you know 50 minutes to an hour length maybe ish and you can tell a story in that and it can either connect or not connect
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um you know i i, I kind of hope they don't confine it to simply like just holiday specials like right. drop a drop a, you know drop one in april
1: yeah why not go for it yeah i feel i don't know i feel like that would just be more fun honestly it's like i don't have to commit to a six or nine episode thing
0: it's just here and it's done we get one every couple of months or so that would be nice yeah speaking of uh marvel too we should probably just put it on the record that um i think you and i are in agreement that we liked daredevil on she hulk Hmm. yeah yeah I, I really loved it i thought they stayed true to the character
1: um i i he, i mean he's just he's just such a good actor in this role um <laughs> I, I i think he crushed it I, I mean no no surprise really they they change they like mcu'd him up from like his, the grittier netflix uh side of things but i didn't think it was bad like, i mean there there are a couple of things that were well maybe a little cringy but not, nothing that like made me hate it um it, it was just fun to see him back in action, and it, it makes makes me more confident about the show.
0: Yeah, I think I agree, and and also like there is something to be said that like he is in Shield, right? Which is like going out of its way to try to be even more yeah. of a comedy than the rest of the MCU. So right, so right. Like, it, it's almost I almost think like I'm not upset about the small maybe MCUification of of Charlie Cox <laughs> and Matt Murdock, right? Like because it's like. It would almost be jarring if it's like everything else is a She-Hulk episode around him, and then he's like Daredevil from the Netflix. <laughs> it would it would almost be like okay, he's in a different show. Like it, now, yeah. it just feels like d- doesn't make sense. It's like mm-hmm. there's something else going. It doesn't. It would feel inconsistent tonally, maybe. So like, um, it's I think it's totally possible that. They just used a, you know, a, the more lighthearted side of Daredevil, and of course the the stakes of that show were much lower, so he can just be like not taking it as seriously. The character, yeah. I mean, um, for like, so, you know, for you know, use a lighter side of Daredevil a little bit for She Hulk, and then we see the darker side of him in his own show, which can be it's a, a very different, very different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 excited. I'm still excited for Daredevil, born again. Yeah, it does. It does have me wondering if
1: they're gonna like force She Hulk into this show at all. Like, I don't think she would be a major part of it, but she might be in an episode or two. I don't know. I thought I thought their romance was fine. Like, I thought I thought it was good in the episode, but it's also not something that I'm like dying to see pan out or anything. Um, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, um, I think I'm with you. And also, like, isn't isn't She Hulk in like California? Matt Murdock in yeah. New York? Like, yeah. I can't imagine there'll be too much crossover without having to explain, well, how did so and so get to whatever, you know, yeah, like, I mean, which I guess but... they could do, but like, it doesn't, Yeah, you know, you always want the team ups or the crossovers to feel natural, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm never, I'm kind of never bothered by Wong showing up. It's like, well, it's like he gets magic. He can always, you can just teleport anywhere. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> right. But like, why would Jessica Walters get on a plane to go visit, to go to New York? Why would she do that? You know, maybe she's a reason. But I, yeah. hey, they'll come up with something. Um,
1: but what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, what do you what do you think? Well, I'll just say what I think. Actually, I I think I was wondering where like this character She Hulk is going in this universe and like what they have planned for her. I wonder if she's going to become like a, f- a founding member of the West Coast Avengers, like her and Scott Lang and the other like the other two superheroes in that ant-man series now i wonder if they're like starting a
0: west coast thing over there that could be cool i mean you know we'll say i mean again part of me still thinks it's like it's funnier if she never becomes a superhero or like or, or only shows up once in a while you know but uh i don't know that could be that could be cool yeah i don't know i have a feeling that they're, they're like setting her up to be a superhero that seems like the arc of the season yeah, probably. I mean she she did some, some superheroe ish type things for the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's I think I think it leaks she's getting getting arrested in the in the finale, right? Oh, I didn't see that. Sorry, spoilers for an episode really, that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, I don't know. Really At care, least luckily. As, as the time of we recording. Anyway. Um yeah, so, you know, that could be interesting. But yeah, I mean I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of I kind of don't mind the character, so I'm like, well, if if she shows up as as a superhero in something just to help out, that could be fun. If she just keeps doing her own thing, that could also be fun. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I because again, I, I I I try so hard, <laughs> I try so hard, Matt, to not judge something just based on the idea alone and try to judge it for like, well, you know, you make you can make a good movie about anything. You make a good show about anything, you know, don't, don't slag it off for, just because the idea or the premise, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's see how, how, what do you tell the story? It's what right. it's about. Not it. it no. What about, what do I say? It's not what it's about. It's how it's about it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always, I, I always try to be so open to like, oh, that could be cool. They, uh, they could do that. All right, sure. Let's let them do that. You know, because like, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to write anything off as like, oh no, that would be a bad idea. Cause I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure there are bad ideas, just bad execution yeah maybe it's probably something to that all right what's next what's next i got i got more i got more stuff like on the docket ready to go all right let's keep let's keep rolling okay so this is this is actually uh we got some follow-up from a long time ago now okay so uh dug a dug a follow-up reedy creek improvement district oh boy did you see this coming back yet I think I did hear something about this recently. I can't remember what it was.
1: What did you hear? I I don't even remember. I just feel like I've heard, like I I think I heard the word Reedy Creek in conversation within the last week.
0: Okay, I'm I'm trying to. I don't I don't think I really remember what it was though. Okay, because there's been a couple things that have come out, and I think you know. I mean, look, like I said, I've had a Google alert on this since like April when they, you know, when this all happened, Um, and there's been. I feel like everything that's happened since April has just been like speculation and people guessing and like nothing concrete, which is why I never brought it up um, until until now. And, and there's been a couple of like actual things like the district secured like a line of credit with Truist Bank to make sure that Duke Energy would be paid for the month of May – next year when it just in case something happens when the district is dissolved, like they, they worked out some deal, but like, that's not interesting. So I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. Um, but what I did want to talk about is I think it was last week in, there was a new report in variety and, uh, let's see The the headline is after don't say gay, a week in Disney hopes to limit the damage. Uh, so, just a quick like refresher on Reedy, Reedy Creek. Reedy Creek is the Dis- is basically like Disney's own government, right? Um, yeah. Reedy Creek Improvement District essentially has the power of like a county, right? Uh, reading from the article, it includes a fifty four megawatt power plant, sixty five miles of canals, various roads and pedestrian bridges, and a fire department that handles thirty five thousand calls a year, largely for heat related illness at the Disney theme parks. <laughs> Which I, th- which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, so Reedy Creek, you know, they have, like I said, basically the power of like a county. Um, interesting and kind of amusing fact: Disney uh, using Reedy Creek could legally build their own airport. Like they're they would be allowed to do that. Uh, Disney could also using Reedy Creek, they could legally build their own nuclear power plant. Awesome. Uh, which again, <laughs> yeah, I don't like they haven't done that i don't think they have any interest in doing that uh, but it's just kind of funny it's like it shows like that they could uh and so reedy creek as the district you know how do they how do they pay for all you know sewage and building permits is a big one disney build a lot of things how do they pay for all that well the same way that any government district taxes, you know it pays for stuff they tax the the landowners which in this case is just disney so it's basically just disney moving money from one part of the company to another um you know, to pay for all their, to pay for all their stuff in, in their district, right? Um, but the other important thing to note, remember, is that Disney still has to pay taxes to the counties that they're in. So yep. Reedy Creek, the district, doesn't get them out of paying county-level taxes, right? It, it just allows them to run things on their own and pay for it by themselves. But they still have to pay taxes to mostly Orange County, a little bit of Osceola, but mostly Orange County. Mostly, usually property taxes is like the big one, so they pay a lot of money in property taxes to Orange County. Um, so it's a great deal for Orange County because Orange County's sitting there like this is great. We take in all this money in taxes from Disney. We don't have to do anything for them because everything <laughs> they do everything themselves and they pay for it all themselves. So it's a great deal for for Orange County, right? So this has been going on since you know for like fifty five years, a long time. This it has been the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was the "Don't Say Gay" law, uh, which uh, let's see, prohibits. It. The law prohibit. Don't say it was what it was called, like by critics in the media. But, but the law prohibits quote classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grade levels or in a specified manner. So of course, this immediately got backlash because people were like, "Well, what does classroom discussion mean? That's so vague. Like, couldn't that be just like anything? Like, so what? So what? Anybody who doesn't, you know." Can like if a teacher is like gay, can they talk about like their same sex partner? Like, is that even allowed, or is that count as discussion and that's illegal now? Like, really? So that's why it was called the "Don't Say Gay." That's why they kind of dubbed that by critics. Um, and then also like, if you do talk about sexual orientation or gender identity, it has to be like age appropriate, which again is like ill defined. Because they were like, well, because you, you could get – theoretically, you could get some, like, wacko parent who's like, I don't want my 17-year-old to know that gay people exist. That's age-inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, so the, these were some of the criticisms about, about, the, about the law. So and, – and then initially, Disney was quiet about it. They didn't really say anything about it. And then they got, like, public pressure from, like, LGBT people and, like, LGBT organizations to, like, say something. And then they issued, like – kind of a half ass in my opinion a half ass and sort of insincere apology that was like yeah you're right that's that's mm, that law no good okay bye (laughs) like it was like it was like really i didn't like it it seemed like so obvious they were just like caving to public pressure while also trying not to like piss off their like friends at the in the florida state legislature you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um that 's how it read to me it did you know because especially because they were when they were, they were so quiet about it initially, and it took public pressure to say something um, and then shortly after that, uh, the Florida Governor and the Florida legislature passed a law to dissolve Reedy Creek uh, with absolutely no plan for how to do that i my my, my favorite quote from uh orange county tax collector scott randolph was when he said they're dissolving something the size of the city of orlando in 72 hours this is not the way to run a state (laughs) (laughs) so then oh my god yeah so then yeah so then this happened and people were like oh is this like retaliation because disney spoke out against the don't say gay law you know and so reading from this this new article that came out last week in variety i'll just read from the article Ben Watkins, the director of the state's bond finance division, because remember there was that whole thing where like Reedy Creek, the district, can issue bonds as a way of raising money, and so they have like bondholders who are like owed money and you know, there was like there was like a whole thing with that. So so yeah. Ben Watkins, the director of the state's bond finance division, and Chris Spencer, DeSantis' budget director, met with a group of bondholders at a meeting at JP Morgan in New York in July. Howard Cure, a partner at Evercore Wealth Management, said the two officials, quote, swore up and down that the Reedy Creek disillusion had nothing to do with Disney's position on don't say gay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, well, these are two people, you know, from the Florida government. You know, they seem to be in positions of who would know about this. So and they're saying it's not has nothing to do with that. It's not not has to do with that at all. Um at the same time, however, there's a statement from Governor DeSantis shortly after he announced they were going to dissolve Reedy Creek, where he said, quote, "If you're going to commit yourself to wanting gender ideology in elementary school, we're not going to hold you up on a pedestal any longer. Disney is no longer going to have its own government. They're going to live under the same laws as everybody else, and they're going to pay their fair share of taxes in the state of Florida." So you know, two things. One, it seems like it's very connected to Disney speaking out against the yeah. law. And it seems you know, just it just seems like blatant like political it's like I'm gonna punish you because you said something mean about me, is what it sounds like. And two, this whole thing of like they're finally gonna pay their fair share of taxes, it's like they already do. They already pay taxes. Like I don't know right. what he means by that. So like that yeah. that never made any sense to me. So that's like, you know, a quick sort of refresher on like the whole fiasco that's happened with this. Okay. So what's new? What's the update? So the plan this is what's you know been i think i think it was i think variety spoke to that ben watkins guy the director of the state bond finance division i think they spoke to him about this and so it looks like the plan involves uh reading from the article the plan involves adding state appointees to sit alongside disney's representatives on the district's governing board the district will be recreated with a few cosmetic changes allowing it to function essentially unchanged so this is this is kind of exactly what I thought. Which is, which is like, they're not going to actually dissolve this district and just leave it. Like they ha- they have to do something else to solve this, right? Because like there was the whole thing where like if they actually dissolve the district, then Orange County would be on the hook for all this stuff that's going on, and they can't actually pay for all that. It would it would yeah. be a nightmare, right? So like, in order to actually solve it, like they would have to put another district in its place. But like, how do they? So how do they claim this as a political win if it's exactly the same? Right. And right. the answer seems to be they're going to put state appointees on, like, the district's governing board. Um, so it'll be basically exactly the same, but there'll be some people from the state on there. Continuing from uh, further down in the article, the legislature is on track to create a successor agency that will lack some of the antiquated and unused powers of the original Reedy Creek District, like the ability to build an airport and a nuclear power plant. As described by Watkins, the key difference would be the state-appointed board seats. Depending on who held the majority, the new board could be anything from a minor annoyance to a major headache. Park <laughs> visitors and employees, though, might not notice any difference. Mm-hmm. So this, okay. is, this is sort of interesting because it it makes it sound like the only people who will really be affected by this are like whatever – government officials they appoint to sit on this board and like the higher up like executives at the at the walt disney company who have to like deal with this but like again it could be a minor inconvenience a minor annoyance to a major headache but it sounds like if if the district is basically exactly the same except there's a few people on the board that like disney doesn't like then everything kind of mostly still functions basically the same you know what I mean like so so right. so the, the the part that is like so confusing to me is like, what does this accomplish? I mean, I know I said this when they initially announced they were going to dissolve the district, but but again, like, what is this accomplish I don't <laughs> this is like this is what's so weird about like politics. it seems like it seems like politics in America these days is not really about like how do I benefit? my constituents or what's the best thing to do for the taxpayer or what's the best way to make people happy in the, in the area when I govern it's, it's like, how can I just like annoy people that you don't like, like right. elect me and I will just be a stick to poke the people that you don't like. Like it's, it's a, that's a weird, that's a weird way of doing politics in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It sure seems like it. So, I mean, I guess, for like people like you and me and like the employees of the Reedy Creek uh district you know who like actually have to run all the sewage and the fire departments and, the, and like you know, all that stuff people who actually like run the district i i guess everything's the same and the only thing is it'll it'll be a pain in the ass for like disney as a company uh, but and, and and that's and that's where i look at it is like so if the whole idea was like oh disney spoke out against us we we have to punish them. How much does this really punish them then? That's the other thing. It's like if the whole idea is like I just want to be a stick in – I just want to poke a stick at Disney because they're, they're mean to me. It's like this – dude, it's like you're poking a toothpick. It's like it's nothing. <laughs> right, right. I I would
1: say that it probably doesn't matter anymore. Like they – I think – Message was received by the base that, oh, I'm going to take action on Disney. I'm going to, I'm going to punish Disney for this. And they saw like months ago that it happened. It was dissolved. And everyone was probably like, all right, great. We, we beat Disney. We crushed them. We, they're punished now. And no one, no one cares enough about this to follow it as closely <laughs> as you have to know that it actually hasn't really changed anything at all. Right. So so to to most people it's probably still like, oh yeah, Disney got their ass handed to him.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I guess I guess that's it. I guess it's all about just like winning in the court of public opinion, right? It's, yeah. It's it's not actually about doing something no. uh really meaningful. No, why would it be about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who who cares about actually doing something meaningful? As long as it <laughs> looks like I did something meaningful. <laughs> right, right. That's which, in a way, is like galaxy brain politics. It's like I don't have to actually do anything; I just have to <laughs> yeah. convince the fucking chuds who vote for me that I did something.
1: Yeah, that's innovative.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's the update. Um, and not that that kind of feel that feels like that's probably exactly what's going to happen is that everything wow. is going to be exactly the same, except there'll be a couple people on the board who just whose sole purpose and their whole whole function is to be just like annoying to disney executives well i'm
1: i'm glad my initial hunch of when we first talked about this is there's no way there this can happen
0: turns out to be mostly correct (laughs) right right yeah because it was it was like it was one of those things where it, it there was no way to like do this feasibly that that also doesn't have a huge, huge negative effect on, like, the citizens of Orange County. Right. And and all the, like, utility commissions that would have to manage all of that stuff now. Like, it would just, it would be catastrophic to, like, the county budget, and they would have to f- raise taxes on everybody, and they'd have to, like, have a whole new system for how to run. Like, it would just, it would be, it would be a nightmare for everyone involved. So is it, is it technically dissolved then, but
1: not really, or is it, like, actually they didn't dissolve it and we just made this change
0: so the law that they that they signed that the governor signed is in effect says that the reedy creek improvement district will be dissolved june 1st 2023 yeah so that as far as i can, as far as i know as far as i can tell that hasn't changed reedy creek will be dissolved but it looks like the the current plan or the new plan as of now is that once Reedy Creek is dissolved on June 1st, then a new district will then be created on the exact same day with the exact same powers run by the exact same group of people, except there'll be a couple – the board structure of the district will be a little bit different, but everything else will be exactly the same. That's what it Got sounds it. like is going to happen. Got so it. Very technically, helpful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very helpful. Yeah, te- technically Reedy Creek won't exist anymore, but it'll be a new district with a different name. You know, maybe a different name. I have no idea. Maybe it'll still be Reedy Creek. I, I I hope it is. That'd be hilarious. No, that'd be hilarious. Right. So like it, you know, so, yeah, it's um, it's it's very it's really weird, uh, this era of politics. And it's it's also I mean, just to kind of zoom out a bit and kind of take a meta a meta view of this. It's it's also interesting to follow something this closely. Because something that was like so clearly done just to score political points with a certain group of people and then actually following up with it like months later and really keeping an eye on it and really keeping track of it, like the, the mo- it it really reveals that there are some politicians, and I'm not even saying it's just one side or another, but like who just, it's all about the political points. And even if nothing actually changes, it doesn't matter, which I think says something both about like, the politicians themselves and the voters. right? You know what I mean? Like, it says something about us that we just, like, look at, like, we'll just, like, see a news story for a couple of days and be like, wow, that guy sucks or, wow, that guy's cool. Look at what he did or look at what that what, what that guy didn't do or whatever. And then just, like, don't think about it. And it's, like, it, it, it kind of – I mean, this is such a small-scale issue, right? But this kind of makes me think, like, I wonder what else is going on that, like, I heard about – and then never thought about again, and like it, it never followed up on. Have no idea if anything actually changed. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. I'm sure it's a hundred things. Yeah, probably a <laughs> shocking amount of things. <laughs> oh God, that's too funny. <laughs> what a waste of time! It's a, tr- it's a tremendous waste of time for especially especially if you think of especially if basically nothing changes, then it right. was a waste of like the time of the Florida state legislature, the oh, governor. Yeah. Disney, like like the the district having to like go to a bank and secure a line of credit in case the district is resolved and nothing there's no plan in effect. Like like the bondholders who tried to like sue the state over this decision and and that like and the judges who had to like weigh in on that on that lawsuit and you know and like and the people who have been, who have spent months scrambling for like what's going to happen now. The ratings agencies who had to like look at, who had to reassess the quality of the bonds issued from the district. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into this shit yeah, and it, and like oh, yeah. everybody's time has been wasted hours and it, hours, but m- months have gone, I mean above people like trying to figure this out and, and it's just, and it's like the, the end result probably is that almost nothing changes and it's, it's, right. just it's which, which again, it it's, it really is kind of sick to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing to score cheap political points real quick. And then it's just going to affect the lives of a lot of people for months on end for <laughs> no gain in, in any direction. you know. But it doesn't – I don't care about those people who had to put up with this bullshit for months because I got the – I scored political points. Yeah, I got what I wanted. Yeah, it's real. It's really, it's really, really weird. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's only one side or another that does it. I'm sure, I'm sure they all do it. All politicians are kind of a little bit slimy in the first place. That's why yeah. they're politicians. But like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's really, uh, it's really, I don't know. It's this has been eye-opening.
1: <laughs> so do you think this is the end? This is the the, the end of the decree
0: Corner. I mean, look, it's not over till the fat lady sings, right? But what, we'll, you know, yeah. so I mean, I think, again, I think this is most likely how it ends up happening. Um, my guess is like, we'll do one last Reedy Creek Corner on June 1st, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> to find out exactly what actually did happen. But my guess is that it would be something like this. Yeah, yeah not too much is gonna change. How does how does it make you feel about the state of politics? I said it made me feel a little bit a little bit bummed out. Or are you like not even surprised by it anymore?
1: I I, I would say like more not surprised. Um Yeah. I I think it probably like makes me feel smarter than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I, I, I would just say like I don't know. All all these people that got like invested in this issue that were like celebrating when, when Disney gets punished in, but like, but like, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm not that smarter. I mean, I don't really not saying that genuinely because I, but I learned anything, everything from you about this anyways, but it just, it just makes you realize like, I don't know, all all of this, like all these things done um, in, in the name of politics, it, it like it's, either actually a waste of time or has no impact on what's actually happening. And in this case it was both. <laughs> um, and it's just, it, it's just so frustrating that like this, is this is what's happening when there's like actual problems to be solved. But this, this is how we want to spend our time. It, it's annoying. It's frustrating. I guess if I wanted to be sad about it, it's a little bit depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, those are my feelings. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's fair. So, anyway, I will. Uh, I'll put this uh, variety story about about the latest updates uh, in the notes after. Don't say gay. A weakened Disney hopes to limit the damage. Which, yeah, I guess. I guess that's accurate. I mean, you know, if if Disney can get away with like, all right, we got to put up with a couple of state bureaucrat assholes on the board. You know, if that's if that's the worst, then. You know, I think I think Disney's probably like, oh, boy, that could have been that could have been a lot worse. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're probably like, all right, well, we, we can deal with that. Right. We can settle for that. That's, you know,
1: weak in Disney. They're very weak right
0: now. They're barely getting by <laughs> the failing Walt Disney Company.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That is a good that is a good point. Weak. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They're so weak. They're really having a hard time with, you know, <laughs> they might shut down. Yeah, the, they might go bankrupt that company.
1: Right, right. <laughs> what are they going to
0: do? Yeah, I mean, they're weakened in terms of uh, running their own state government. I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, in the grand not scheme wrong. of things, they're still going to make you know a billion dollars a second for the next five hundred years. So
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. All right. What, what else is on your laundry list of topics? I mean, I think that was it. I guess I think I thought that would be a little bit longer, but yeah. I mean, I you know, there's not too much to say about it. Um, did I have anything else? Hey, hey, you know what I think is interesting? Hmm. This isn't really a topic. This yeah. is just, I, I, I find this interesting, especially cause we talked about Green Day last time. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a Green Day fan in recovery. You know, I'm recovering from being a Green Day fan. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Green Day fan in recovery title. Um, there go. but, uh. I came across something on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the YouTube homepage. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm a big fan. Uh, no. You don't, nope. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you don't like it. You go right to the sub box, the subscriptions yep. menu. Mm-hmm. See, I like the YouTube homepage because I think the YouTube homepage is actually pretty good at figuring out what I want to watch. And sometimes I do find interesting stuff that way. Um, and, so I, and so recommended to me a couple of weeks ago was a video of Green Day performing at some festival or something. And I and I and when I saw the screen, you know, normally you see a video on YouTube of, like, oh, concert footage. It's someone on their phone in the crowd. It's, you know, the, the camera's shaky. The audio sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this, just from the screenshot, from the thumbnail, I was like, this looks, this looks, like, professionally filmed. So I click on it. And it turns out it was. It was like a, like... They used like, you know, multiple cameras and the audio was coming like right off the soundboard, like it sounded good, it looked good. I was like, wow, this is like this is interesting. And it was like a show they played like at the end of August 2022. So it was like like brand new. Like I'm like, wow, so this is like this is what they look like now when they're when they're playing this and they had the whole set list there with timestamps to go to every song. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. pretty cool. And I'm looking through the timestamps, I'm looking through all the songs that they played at this show, again, just like a couple months ago. And there was, like, absolutely nothing from their last, like, couple of albums. Yeah, of course not. But, like, I mean, it makes sense in a way because it's like, yeah, those albums – like, the last album was really bad. The one before that was not bad but, like, didn't really pop. You know, it had a couple good songs, but that was about it. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. like, in another way, it doesn't make sense because, like, don't bands normally try to play – a bunch of their new stuff like when they go on their like you know what i mean like is am i crazy or isn't that a thing that bands No you're
1: to- not you're not crazy um i don't know i think it's i think it's something like when when a band like green day that has such a big catalog of songs that could fill up a 2 hour concert like easily they could do that they could probably there's probably songs that they would leave out that you would want to hear in a two hour concert like it's that that's that that many hits that's true that they're they're not gonna play stuff from the album that everybody hated that just came out <laughs> I, th- I think I <laughs> think at the beginning of this tour when like they were maybe promoting this album I think they probably played a couple of the singles but that was probably it i like I don't like i mean when a band like goes on tour it's like Okay, it's this is the album tour. This is the Van Weezer tour. Then yeah, you ex, you expect them to play like probably the full album, if not like mo- most of the songs, if not the full album. Um, so I would think maybe they played a couple of songs at one point early on, but mo- most people just don't want to hear that. Like they most people going there probably did not buy a ticket because they loved the new album. They're they're smart
0: enough to know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I guess you're right, I guess I, I mean, I guess I just thought like this is their first tour like after after the, their their last album that came out, mm-hmm. which was really bad, that everyone hated. And so I guess I just thought, like, well, th- isn't this sort of the tour that kind of is to promote their latest album? Like they you know what I mean? Like they put out a new album, yeah. it sucked. everyone hated it. I didn't even bother listening to it. and and then they immediately announced, we're going on tour. So I was like, okay, well, I'm skipping that show because they're going to play like seven songs from this <laughs> album I hate and haven't right. listened to and haven't given a fair shot, you know. Uh-huh. So like, why? Why would I, you know? But then I'm, and so then I, so but but let me just back up because then I then I was like, well, let me let me just really do some research here because this could have been, hey, this is one show at a festival. Maybe they said we're you know for this show we're playing the hits, but the other shows on the tour, you know. We'll, we'll play some stuff. We'll play some new shit, you know? So then I go to setlist.fm, which is, like, such a great resource. I don't know how often you use it. I love it. Yeah, I, I check it somewhat regularly if I'm if I'm about to go to a concert. So then I start clicking around, and they, like, almost never play anything from – it's not just like, – it was not just an isolated incident. Like, they really yeah. don't play their new stuff. So then I started looking, like – um I I started looking up like okay what like what were the lead singles from that new album I didn't even know what they were called because I, I you so don't, you don't remember Fire Ready Aim <laughs> <laughs> I don't I did not remember that yeah, I didn't even good. remember that now today sitting here after having already done this research <laughs> so I look up like what were some of the singles and I put those songs into setlist.fm and like they've played like they they've been on tour for like a year or something like months and months and months and they've played like three like recent green day songs and they've and they've played them like the most that they've played like fire ready aim or whatever it was it was like 13 times i'm like they've played 50 shows this year right right like that's crazy that like that that like like the most played song off their new album they've only played it like a baker's dozen times and it's like Probably what 10 percent of their shows, like that's mm-hmm. it's just it's really weird, like, and I, I guess I was just surprised by it because it was almost like, wow, even they know no good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Which, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not too surprised
1: by it. Um, I mean, that's that if that song came on, that'd be like my bathroom break song, you know, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Right, right. I mean, I'm looking, they're most wow, FM is so good. Like, their most played song is Longview. 984 times they've played that song live. Wow. Which, you know, makes sense. The song came out in 1994. They've been playing it for a while. I'm surprised it's not Basket Case. Basket Case number two, 936. Let's see. American Idiot, it, 585 times. You know, I'm, and I'm looking, I'm like, I'm scrolling down this list. When do I get to a song I don't know? Because if I don't know the title, that means it's probably new. Yeah. Okay, Only of You. There's a, that's, that's a song I don't know. What is that song? I never heard of that song. Although they played it back in 2012. Only of You. Oh, 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 that's from their first EP. So that's not even a new oh, song.
1: Wow. Hmm.
0: So they're, they're, they're more likely to play the old <laughs> shit from before they got famous than their <laughs> brand new stuff that came out two years ago. That's hilarious. That's awesome.
1: Are you uh, excited for the American Idiot twentieth anniversary tour?
0: Is that happening?
1: I got to assume it's happening.
0: You know what? That's a really good point. That's a. I was thinking about that the other day because the other day I actually, I actually uh, remember, remember when I said, "What am I going to do with myself this weekend? I don't know what I'm going to do." And you said you should yeah. play rock band. Mm-hmm. I actually took, I actually took you up on that, and I and I hey, played the American Idiot album on expert guitar, uh, start wow. to finish because i impressive I hadn't listened to the album in a while great album and uh it's fun to play on rock band so I and, I and i was thinking about it and i was like wow we are coming up on 20 years because i was thinking about it because remember in Up what Some ends he says like my father's come to pass 20 years has gone so fast mm-hmm. right and i was and then i remember like in like 2014 2015 ish he started singing live, when he would do the song live, he would sing, Like My Father's Come to Pass, 30 years has gone so fast.
1: Hmm.
0: And then I was like, wow, we're coming up on, Like My Father's Come to Pass, 40 years has gone so fast. Like, we're, we're coming that's up crazy. on 20 years of American Idiot now. You know? Yeah, 2024 will be 20 years. Uh, so yeah, you're right, that's a good point. I, you're right, they should do that. They should do like a, uh, or like, or like, I remember a few years ago, a few years ago. I think it was Dookie's 20th anniversary. What was that? 2014. Mm-hmm. Um for the 20th anniversary of Dookie, they they were they happened to be scheduled to play at Reading and Leeds. And for the 20th anniversary of Dookie, they played the entire Dookie album start to finish. And that That's and cool. that show at Reading and Leeds was like filmed like professionally and I have it downloaded on my computer and I watch it sometimes and it's cool to see. You know, I wonder if they'll do something like that where they at least like maybe they don't do a whole tour, but like they'll do a show or two where they play the whole American Idiot album start to finish and film it. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. I feel like is the that's the bare minimum, dog.
1: Right. Come on. Right. Right. I, I'm i I'm excited just in general at the idea of like people doing anniversary tours because, I mean, I've, I've seen a few anniversary tours, but the ones I've seen have been like Bruce Springsteen and the Eagles. People doing, like, 40-year anniversary of Hotel California. And that, right. and that's great. Wow. But I but I also want to see, like, the bands that are, like, still, like, active and, like, making music now doing, like, 10, 20, 30-year anniversaries of st- stuff that came out in the 90s and early 2000s. But it's, like, they're still young. They've still got a ton of energy. Um, and they're still popular. Like, I, I hope there's more stuff like that. I mean, like, it's almost... It's almost surprising that my chemical romance didn't come back for like 20th year, my black or welcome to the black parade tour, or I mean, maybe they will, maybe, yeah, maybe they will do that. But it's, if you were going to guess when they were going to come back, that's what I would have guessed. But, um, just, just the idea of that has me excited. Cause it would be like, it would probably be a lot of people that I would like, haven't seen live and would like to see,
0: and it would be really good albums. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, I've thought about that. Like I, Part of me wonders like why don't bands do that? Again, my brain is like I'm so – like I just think like everything should be like recorded and filmed. Like my, my thinking is like it must be so cheap, relatively speaking, to film a concert these days with digital cameras and drones and – you know what yeah. I mean? Like it must be much cheaper now to film that kind of stuff than it used to be. And I am I just am baffled that that kind of stuff isn't done more often Mm -hmm. you know like like why can't some popular band like like weezer why doesn't weezer just say hey you know what we're doing one night only in la we're playing the blue album start to finish that's the whole show and we're just Mm -hmm. gonna do that and we'll film it and we'll and we'll put it on youtube or we'll sell it to you for five bucks you know like why is that a thing that doesn't happen more often how come that doesn't happen ever as far as i can tell (laughs) like that's crazy it does seem like it's a mystery because like you could do again. You could do you know one show, one night only. And if the band's big enough, and if the album is big enough, you could sell out a fucking arena.
1: Mm-hmm. And you, oh yeah,
0: easily. Depending on the album and the band and the population, you could you could do this and play one album. It's an hour show. That's it. Yeah. And and then and then you and the tickets prices will be astronomical. And and then you could film it and then you could sell the footage. I mean. And you would you you could do this once a year. It'd be a cash cow. Oh yeah. Why? Like I just I just why don't I run the music industry? <laughs> They're leaving a lot of money on the table. These people. Right. I know. I really think that. I re- like. Like I said, I really don't understand why they don't why bands don't film or record the audio of every single concert of every single show they do and just sell it to people. Why don't I mean, they do that? I
1: think. That? I think Billie Eilish just released a full concert on Apple music for her tour that she's on right now. And I, I feel like that's the bare minimum. Like if you're going on a tour and it's more than just like, Oh, we're just doing a few shows. If it's like, this is the album tour and I'm doing like 30 cities or something like, would not you just want to document that? like visually like at least at least one time for like the, the first show of the tour or probably more likely the last show of the tour or maybe the best city on the tour like wouldn't, wouldn't you want to capture that i mean just for yourself almost just just to be able to look at it and see what you did or could improve but also you could sell it and make a ton of money because of course people would watch like a Billie eilish concert if it was like 10 bucks or something everyone would right
0: Yeah, let's see. I'm I'm trying to find this now. I I didn't know about. I didn't hear about this. Let me see. I saw a couple of
1: the videos, and it was cool.
0: I'm sure it was. It was was
1: great HD. She's a good performer. Yeah, it's got it's got a lot of different camera angles. It's not like it's just like one camera far in the back, and you just see the stage. It was well put
0: together. So okay, so I found I found a couple of different things. Apparently, apparently she's done a couple of these for Apple because I found one called Apple Music Awards 2019. Billie Eilish live at the Steve Jobs Theater. Hmm. That's kind of cool. yeah. It's not that one, but that is cool. Yeah, because that's from 2019. But it, this is like a, this is an hour long show at the st- Steve Jobs. That's where Apple has their like keynotes. That's wild. That's where they like announce stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's really cool. But yeah, okay. So now I'm looking. Billy Eilish Apple Music Live. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're. Oh, here it is. How do I? How do I pull this up? How do I? Wow, this is really cool. Intro, Apple Music Live. Oh, this is live at the O2. It says the O2 Arena in London. Oh, that's cool. That's a huge arena too. Can you buy that? How do you? How do you? How do you watch? I that? think you have to buy it,
1: or at least have an Apple Music subscription.
0: Oh yeah, probably. Which I have. I wonder if it's just because, as because I'm looking at it in Chrome, it's like mad at me. I can't yeah, let me maybe. see i I'll I want to explore that more. Now I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah, watch watch it on your TV. Yeah, maybe it's, I will. It's wor- it's it's better than a phone watch. Um, I mean, I think I don't I I think there's probably a lot of people that don't have Apple Music on their TV. But I mean, you could
0: probably always AirPlay it or something too. But, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it on my phone. I I only watch stuff on my phone that like I don't really care about. Like when I watch 2001: A Space Odyssey, I just watch that on my phone. I don't really <laughs> right. need to see that. No, you know, don't need a big screen for that. Yeah, that's not that's not important. I'm joking no. to be clear. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what'd you think of that? <laughs> good, good movie. Mm-hmm. So hey, here's a question: Did ha- spoilers for 2001: A Space Odyssey came out in 1968? Um, did Hal purposely go bad? Like, is, was he faking it and like lying or do you think it's like a genuine malfunction?
1: You know, it's been a few years since I've seen it. So if I watched it again, I might have a different answer. But my my thought is that he was probably always evil um, mm. and he, he saw himself as the next step in like human evolution or or just like evo, evo, societal evolution I don't know cause it's obviously not human but whatever it is like he he probably saw him as like all right these I'm better than these humans we don't we don't have a need for these
0: anymore I can, I can run shit on my own that's that's my guess hmm yeah cuz I I wasn't sure when I was watching I'm like I'm not sure his motivation is it actually a glitch like is it really a mistake or is it like that he, like, made the decision, like, oh, no, no, these, no these guys got to go, you know? And then I was like, well, maybe I'll, you know, and then, of course, immediately I listened to, like, two podcasts about about it. And I was like, let me see if someone smarter than me who's seen it a hundred times has a better take. And and mm-hmm. apparently it's this is, like, com- totally debated and totally contested and no one has, like, a, a consensus. And, like, there are arguments to support, like, both possibilities. That's awesome. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of – because people were like, oh, no, it's, it's a mistake. Like you can see that the chess game that Hal is playing, the chess game doesn't actually make any sense, and Hal is actually wrong. It's a glitch. And right. other people are like, no, no, no. He's faking it. He's seeing how much he can get away with before the humans will notice. And it's like right. that could be too right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, did you listen to the Incomparable episode? They have an episode about it.
0: I did. I did. Yeah. That's, I like that one because John's on it. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about where they were, they were sort of debating. Um, but they talked about it on blank check as well. Nice. Um, yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, I mean,
1: how is just so haunting to me. Like I, I, I found him scary. Not like I was like scared in my seat, like, oh no, jump scare. But like the one scene where, um, I think he like, like there's like a few like jump shots or I don't know if that's the right word um like jump shots into like it just goes very quickly into the eye of how and then he like cuts loose the other astronaut and sends him flying into space in complete silence it's like holy
0: shit this guy's out of his mind this is so creepy oh the use of silence in that movie is is really good yeah um you know what i didn't expect from it i knew it was like a sci-fi mm-hmm. movie obviously but I didn't expect it to be so trippy and like hallucinogenic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That yeah. was what I didn't expect. That was really cool. Um, yeah, I feel yeah, like I gotta last see it again. Is awesome because, um, you know, like a lot of it's really boring. And you know, I was kind of on my phone the whole time. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I don't know. It's interesting to realize, like, oh, the first half of the movie doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't really affect the main plot right but maybe it does i don't know i got i got to i got to rewatch it and um the other thing about 2001 a space odyssey is it was it's one of those movies that like it does move pretty slow like it is slow paced yeah. but yeah. it's so gorgeous to look at like the set design and the cinematography and the way it's directed like it's so beautiful yeah. That I'm like I don't even mind that it's looking slow that it's, it's moving slow I don't even mind like I'll I, right. I'll look at this I'm very happy to look at this you know what yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I mean it looks it looks so much better than Star Wars and came out like eight years earlier <laughs> right right yeah so um, yeah no it looks it looks really really good um, and uh, and all like interesting it's amazing how much. They sort of got right, and yet still uh, – I mean I'm a technology nerd, so like I think about these sorts of things, which is like vi- – they got video calling right. Yeah, like, they, have, that's they have FaceTime in this movie. Right, but what's like, funny how, – how, how crazy is that, like to have that idea in 1969, 68, whenever it was? Right, but what's crazy is that they still have to go to a phone booth to do it. Right. Like that's the <laughs> funny thing. Is like they got FaceTime right. They didn't get right that you would just have it in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's always so fascinating to see. And by, and by the way, like I, I've heard it's like really hard sci-fi, like diamond hard sci-fi. It's like they really consulted with experts to get it all exactly right, you know, as as right as they could in 1968 about what the year 2001 would be like, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, even the smartest people at the time could not envision something like the iPhone. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's interesting. That kind of stuff is always just interesting to me, you know? Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, anyway, I am trying to think what else, what else did I notice. I noticed the 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 font, obviously, the all the mm-hmm. the, the fonts are some interesting um, fonts in there. And and John Gruber mentioned on that episode of The Incomparable, he mentioned a website called Typeset in the Future, which is all just fonts in science fiction movies, which is a pretty cool website. I oh, checked that's it cool. out. Um, but um, yeah, I I really liked it, but I do feel like it was so much of it that I didn't expect. It, like I didn't. It's one of those movies that, like, I've heard so much about, but I didn't really know exactly what it was about. And so it was kind of surprising in a way. And even the times where I thought I was ahead of the movie, I wa- it turned out I wasn't. We know it right. was kind of a nice feeling. Like, at the end, when he's in the room, and he walks into the—and he, and he looks, and he sees the guy sitting at the table. I was like, oh, it's him. It's going to be him. He's going to look, and he's going to see himself. And, like, I was right, but I was wrong. Like, it's not that it is him. It's like it is him. You know what I mean? right and that's where i was like whoa this is trippy like this is great and then all this stuff was like the obelisk or whatever the 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 rectangle is Mm -hmm. it was one of those feelings where like this feels like the movie's communicating an idea to me but i can't i can't put my finger on why it feels big or important or or i know this but but yet but then when i listen to other people talk about it and they have theories about like oh well the obelisk like makes them go crazy or it's how they learn to use tools or it's it, this is what affects this is what pushes the next stage of evolution or like different i'm like oh okay that's why it like they, the movie does a good job of like it feels so meaningful and big and important without ever like making without ever spelling out here's what this means or, or why and and i'm I i, I leave it's very little in the way of explanations in this movie yeah and i walk away from it feeling like wow i felt something i felt like that was a big deal but i don't know why it just it was just connected emotionally it was interesting um which I usually don't feel like that with movies that old, you know? Mm -hmm, Right. um, And also, yeah, there's, there's not really a lot of talking in the movie. I mean, it's like the first 25 minutes and the last 25 minutes, like nobody says anything. There's no dialogue. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The screen page, the screen, the screen plays 11 pages. (laughs) I don't know. I'm making that up, but like, you know what I mean? Like it feels probably. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't That's one of those movies that like, I, I, I find it so hard to describe why I like it so much, you know, like it's, it's, there was just something about it that I found so beautiful, like, the first time watching it. It's, I mean, it's something about, something about the really trippy sequence at the very end. Um, something about the, the music is obviously incredible in the movie. Um, there's something about the, the sequence of him, like, seeing himself get older and then as this thing—I don't know. It's like, I don't know what it is and what the ideas are, but there's just something that like, it just, it just
0: sticks with you for a while. I don't know. I, I I think it's great. No, I I agree. Um, it feels like one of those movies that like I don't want to watch it too often, but I know I gotta rewatch it at some point. You know? Oh yeah. So I will. Uh, I'll go back. Yeah. So anyway, you you have been begging me for years. Like you got like, please just watch. A Stanley Kubrick movie, just any one. <laughs> right. I don't care which one. Just watch one, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know. And now, and now I've watched two. So are you? And I'm gonna watch more. So are you happy?
1: Wait, what's the second one that you watched?
0: Last week I watched uh, Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Oh,
1: I don't think I saw you log that. I must
0: have missed it. Um, that Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I've heard that one's really good. It's also wild to see those two movies that he made those two movies back to back because Dr. Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, it's like all black and white. It's a comedy. It's a, like it's weird it, it, like it, it, beca- compared to 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is like hard sci-fi. It's long as hell. Like it's slow paced. Like it's like it's big and meaningful and important. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just so interesting that he made those, those two movies back to back, you know? Right. But, um, uh, yeah. Is, so I now mean, isn't is w- isn't it true that like that movie,
1: Dr. Strangelove, like resulted in <laughs> like government changes? Um, like he, he found, I, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I, I thought I heard like there was something about something about it that like some, some politicians are like, oh, we got to change some things in the law about. About I I don't don't even know I'm I'm not really making much sense right now but I I thought it resulted in some sort of
0: legal change. No, I I know what you mean. I don't I don't know about that. I don't I don't I I haven't heard that. uh, But what it does make me think of is there is actually a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie, and the disclaimer says it is the stated position of the United States Air Force that their safeguards would prevent the occurrence of such events as are depicted in this film furthermore it should be noted that none of the characters portrayed in this film are meant to represent any real persons living or dead so the movie which maybe is just meant to be funny because it is kind of a comedy but like even at the beginning of the movie they're like look this is just a movie this can't actually happen like don't worry but this is this is the story we're telling yeah because <laughs> it's yeah. about nuclear war <laughs> right um gentlemen you can't fight in here this is the war room <laughs> That, that is really funny. That's um, yeah, that's such a, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a comedy about what if somebody uh, acts, no, no, what if some lunatic decided, you know what, let's just nuke the Russians. Like, it's the middle right. of the Cold War. Let's just, let's just do it. Preemptive strike. Yeah. And then the entire, like, United States military and government and president being like, okay, how, wait, how do we undo this? How do we undo this? Right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't love it i mean it's a comedy from like 1964 or something like it's like it's hard to for me with modern sensibilities to like fully understand that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah um but it also kind of shows how impactful 2001 space odyssey is um that that it can still be impactful emotionally and 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 interesting and engaging even to someone like me who has Mm -hmm. more modern sensibilities and i can still see something in it that's that's pretty that's pretty and more more like 2001 a good movie it's just so cutting edge it is it is for sure what what do you have next is it clockwork orange i believe so let me look up stanley kubrick filmography i'm going to wikipedia wiki, wiki, wikipedia oh this is his this is his wikipedia i have to go to the wikipedia page for stanley kubrick filmography uh yes uh a clockwork orange is next have you read the book no.
1: Yeah. What? What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, that, that I think I'm, Clockwork Orange might be my favorite book. Um, really? Yeah, I I really love that book. It's it's. I mean, this is going to be a weird movie for you. <laughs> really? It's, it is such a weird story. Um, I mean, the, do you know anything about the
0: book? i I don't know anything about the book or the movie isn't the movie like a torture movie or something but i don't I don't really know anything about it I mean so the,
1: the reason it's weird well I mean there's a lot of reasons. one of the big reasons it's weird is that the guy who wrote it like basically invented his own language um what like there's there's all there's all sorts of like language and lingo that you have to learn as you're reading the book. Like it's, it's all it's all English, but it, um, like one one of the words is horror shock, and um, they describe something as oh that was real horror shock, and that that means it was a really good time. And you just, you just have to like pick up on that stuff in context clues and figure out what exactly they're saying. And that's that's in the movie too. It, it probably makes a lot more sense in the movie because you can visually see what's going on. But in the book, the first like. 30 pages or so are just like god what what the hell are they even saying right now
0: wow that's interesting yeah I don't think I knew it. maybe I knew it was based on a book but I forgot because I don't I don't even really remember but yeah wow okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the movie next week because I'm watching along with Blank Check with Griffin and David my favorite film podcast and uh it's one of those movies that people have been telling me I should watch for years so I'm finally gonna watch it there you go I'm excited yeah no, oh, it's horror show
1: horror show is good well wonderful excellent yeah there's a there's a clockwork orange like uh, wikipedia translation <laughs> of course there is apipolylogies that's apologies <laughs> ben benzoomni is mad or crazy okay
0: all right all right i'm, I'm I, have, I should be taking notes right now actually yeah fuzzy is scratchy
1: film Drome is cinema <laughs> gloopy is stupid god this 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 book was fucking crazy it falls into the category of um like dystopian fiction that i like a lot um like 1984 brave new world
0: yeah wikipedia calls it a dystopian crime film yeah that's accurate i'm looking at the cast i don't think i recognize like any of these names i mean yeah maybe won't. it's just because it's the it's from the 70s and I don't know actors from the 70s really that's possible yeah probably I don't mean I don't think there's anyone like really notable in
1: it um the very first shot of that movie the the camera zooms out and then the camera is like physically pulled back and it like keeps getting farther and farther away see if see if you can notice when that change happens when it stops zooming and the camera actually starts
0: moving Oh, I see. Oh, oh! I, at first, I thought you were describing a dolly zoom, but that's not what you're saying. I don't think so. Yeah, because a, a dolly zoom is when you zoom the camera while also moving it at the same time, so that the the oh, like image, um, yeah, like Jaws like is the famous one.
1: Jaws and what's that? Uh, they do it in Goodfellas. Hitchcock, less, less Hitchcock movie, Vertigo. I think,
0: yes, yes. Um, and like so, the main. Thing in the image stays the same, but everything around it is like changing shape, sort yeah, of. Yeah. It's like, yeah, right. You are saying that they they zoom out, and then when they and then when, they, when they've completed zooming out as far as they can, they just start moving the camera back.
1: Yep. Hmm.
0: All right, I am going to look for that. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, I am looking at Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell, who played the lead in Clockwork Orange, and he looks familiar. He looks like an actor I've seen in other stuff, but I can't I can't place it. You know, it's one of those. Oh, he was in the made-for-TV movie Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, back in 2012. That's where oh, I Oh, that must be it. I'm joking. Obviously, I haven't seen that and didn't know it existed until now. Maybe I haven't seen Maybe he's just one of those actors that, like, I've seen his face a million times because he's so famous. Yeah. Apparently, he played Dr. Loomis in the Rob Zombie Halloween reboot movies, which, again, I've never seen.
1: I feel like you've probably seen him in, like, a meme from the movie. Maybe, I mean, you've, there's that. There's like a couple iconic images. From no, that no, movie. no, no, no.
0: But, but, hold on. I mean, I've seen the iconic image from A Clockwork Orange, where it's like him looking at the camera and he's got the hat on or whatever. I've seen that image a thousand times. Like, I, but, but, but him old, like as he looks now, he looks. Do you familiar. recognize that? Yeah. Hmm. But it, and again, maybe it's just because he's one of those people that's so famous that of course I've seen him like at award shows and being interviewed. But maybe I've never actually seen anything he's in. Hmm. It's a mystery. Yeah, it's weird how some actors like just escape my, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like it's happened to me a few times where it's like, I, oh, of course I know the actor. He's super famous. What have I seen him in? Nothing. Nothing. Like, but, I, but of course I know him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that happens to me sometimes. Oh, he was in Bofa. Uh, Bofa what? Bofa D's nuts. Hey. Oh my God. I just figured out where I've seen him hmm i i I scrolled by it a little too quickly when scrolling through imdb but i know exactly what i where where i've seen him he's the fucking principal in easy a oh no way yeah that's hilarious if i can keep the boys off the pipe and the girls off the pole i get a bonus (laughs) (laughs) that's great wow that's funny you'll get to see his penis Oh, good. Every time I see a movie, I always wonder, will I see the the lead actor's (laughs) penis? I know. And if I see penis, I bump it up a half star. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotta bump it up for penis.